Welcome to the WWE podcast for this WrestleMania Backlash preview show, and it feels good again. Why? Because we've got Ashley Mann back to talk about WrestleMania Backlash, give her thoughts, how she's doing, discuss her own podcast that I'd encourage you guys to go listen to, and so much more. So let's not delay. We've got Ashley back on the show. Let's get into it right after this. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? FoodForestAbundance.com is a community of passionate, freedom-loving people who want to build a free, healthy, and abundant society for generations to come. They're focused on creating a decentralized food supply by setting up forests on underutilized lawn space around the world. And this is just the beginning. They offer landscape design, blueprints, installation, maintenance tips, and a whole lot more. In these uncertain times, you want the peace of mind of having food security right outside your front door. They plan on growing food forest in every community community, providing healthier food free from the supply chain. To learn more, visit foodforestabundance.com. Use the code FOOD22 and save 5%. foodforestabundance.com. So in today's crazy world, you need to be ready to defend yourself. I mean, that's just the reality of things. People are getting assaulted on the street, robbed, home invasions. So with all this spike in crime, what better way to spend your time than investing in yourself, in your safety, in your, in your family's safety? That's why I'm recommending Impact Defense. ImpactDefense.online is an opportunity for you to learn how to defend yourself in multiple situations. They have a podcast, by the way, that is done weekly, and you can check it out. Uh, it's, it's on ImpactDefense.online. They have training that's in-person they have online courses. You can host an event and a lot more. But this is run by Brian, and he has over 20 years in the martial arts and self-defense industry. He's a certified combatives instructor. He's certified in defensive firearms, and he has a black belt in multiple styles of martial arts. He's also joined by two ladies, Jada and Kylie. Both of them are black belts in martial arts and certified firearm instructors as well. Again, their show, their podcast releases every single Monday, a brand new episode. You can check out impactdefense.online for much more information. But guys, I can't stress enough right now. There is nothing more important than your safety. I don't know about you, but when I'm lying in bed and I hear a creak in the house, you always wonder, right? It's either a ghost <laughs> or you're thinking, oh my God, somebody broke in, right? And imagine the helplessness that you could feel in that moment, but let them help you overcome that fear. Let them help you protect you and your family. Go to impactdefense.online today. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE podcast, and this is your backlash preview and prediction show, as I said at the top. Ashley Mann is back. It just does not feel like a preview show without her, and you guys are going to enjoy our conversation. She has been with this show for I don't know how many years now, like four years since its inception, essentially, and I really appreciate her coming on here, and she's doing well with her own podcast that, again, I encourage you guys to go listen to. It's called Kick Ash, 
the Kick Ash podcast. And she'll tell you all about that in our conversation. But uh, again, if you are just joining us for the first time, thank you. And thank you for choosing us. I think you'll enjoy us. I think we're a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of other podcasts. And I guess you're the judge of that, but we will see. And we're here to talk about Backlash. I'd invite you, since it's a premium live event week, formerly known as pay-per-views, to join us on Patreon because we have a Discord server that is used throughout the pay-per-view as it's going on. We can discuss with each other in real time. There's a voice chat as well, if you rather would opt for that in the Discord server, that you get uh, as part of your Patreon entry and your Patreon uh, membership. For just a dollar, you get that. You get the, uh, the exclusive After Dark show. You get ad-free everything you get a shout out and so much more so i'd encourage you on patreon search out the wwe podcast if you just want to get rid of the ads also our website wwepodcast.com right now we are running a special you get vip access uh, for 50 percent off your first month it brings it down to a dollar 50 what's so special about that well you get ad-free everything of course but you also get video that's available on our website for video updates that we do and use that the promo code roman that's the promo code roman r-o-m-a-n and that'll get you 50 percent off your first month for uh, just a dollar 50 so check that out if you're interested so uh, that's it for the plugs, guys. Let's just jump into it. I hope to hear from you all during the the live event. Tom- uh, not tomorrow night, Sunday night. I'm used to Saturdays for some reason. Sunday night for the uh, WrestleMania Backlash show that I think is going to be a good show. I have I have solid um, solid hopes for the show. So. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. You can follow us really anywhere on Twitter at wrestling underscore audio. You can follow us on TikTok at the WWE podcast and really everywhere podcasts are available. So, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me here. I'm going to sign off and toss it to myself and uh, Ashley Mann right now. All right, everybody. Welcome to the WrestleMania Backlash preview and prediction show. It feels like old times here right now. It feels like I'm Back in yesteryear, it, but it just feels right that Ashley Mann joins me for a preview and prediction show. Ashley, I know that uh, listeners have been really waiting to hear from you, and it's been too long since we've done a show. I mean, you and I have, uh, you know, we obviously talked when we met up when down in Florida, but uh, it's great to have you back on the show. How you doing? It does feel like old times. It, when you were saying that, I was like, yes, that that is so perfect. So it, it feels great to be back. Thank you so much. And yeah, it and it's proper that we're doing a preview show as well. So everything's just right in the wrestling world, you know, or at least in our little wrestling world. But thank you so much for having me back. No, definitely. And before we get going, everybody, if you didn't know, um, you know Ashley has her own podcast, and it's the uh, Kick Ash podcast. So uh, Ashley, I'll give you a second if you want to, you know, go ahead and talk about that where they can find it and anything else. Yes, that's amazing. Thank you. Yes, I do. So we are about six months into it now, which is kind of crazy to think about it. But yes, it is called the Kagash Podcast. It is obviously focusing on wrestling. I do rant and, and ramble about side things from here on from, you know, time to time. But I try to narrow it down and keep it to wrestling and, and what's current on the topic. But it's just I, I Right now, I look to do like a weekly review show, but looking to kind of grow. And then maybe, of course, if I can snag Matt at one point, I'd love to to get him on the pod as well. But yeah, definitely feel free to check it out. It's again, the Kagash podcast. And I'd love any and all feedback. Uh, any, any feedback is good feedback to me. So I appreciate it. 
Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, you know, anytime you want me on there, I'll, I'd be glad to come on. And um, guys, go subscribe. You're on Apple Podcasts, right? So uh, kick ass yes, podcast. Yes. And, oh, and I, I know so. I know Spotify too. I've seen you on Spotify. Spotify, yes, yep, Breaker, yep. pretty much anywhere. I heart radio now. So Perfect. All that good stuff. Yeah, no, great. So almost everywhere. I mean, like guys, if you have a podcast app right now, go subscribe. Do yourself a favor. Uh, and uh, I think you'd appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. And uh, you'll enjoy it. So Absolutely. let's let's get into Backlash, or as it's now known since last year. WrestleMania backlash because they're squeezing every bit of branding that they can out of the WrestleMania name. And, uh, you know, overall, before we get into the card, I always ask this because I think it may capture some things that may not get discussed during the matches as we go through them. How do you feel overall about the WWE product? Are you are, are you feeling post WrestleMania like, OK, this is worthy of post WrestleMania? I know we usually go into a dip after WrestleMania. It's kind of the WrestleMania hangover. You know, you don't usually have very high expectations. But as you look at this card, Cody and Edge and Happy Corbin, you, you know, how do you feel as a whole about the product and where they're at? I think as a whole, I would probably grade them as like a C plus. And it, it's weird because certain things I enjoy, like for instance, like the Cody Rhodes thing, I think they're doing very well with with his presentation and pretty much just taking the Cody Rhodes from AEW and the Cody Rhodes that he envisioned himself as and just plopping the, him into their world and just letting him pretty much do it almost exactly what he did in AEW. So things like that I'm really enjoying. Um, I mean, could it be better? Yeah. But for the WWE landscape and, and what we normally know them as, I think for that in particular, they're, they're doing pretty well on, but then Things on SmackDown, it, it's kind of lacking as well. It's it's a situation where literally, like, if you don't have Roman Reigns on the show or the Usos or, or anything in that realm, it, it's kind of lacking. It, it's a big absence. So I don't know, and, and not to get into detail here, but because we'll obviously get into it when we talk later on the, the match itself, but with Roman Reigns having both titles now, it just, it really, like, I was willing to kind of wait and let it play out and, and see how it goes, but I'm just, it's, it's really causing an absence when he's not on the show the the championship is missing, obviously. And, and you really feel it, you know, it, especially with raw being three hours, you know, a, a lot of factors play into it. So as a whole, it's not the worst, but there's when it sucks, it, it sucks. You know what I mean? You, you really feel it, but it, it could be worse. So I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to continue to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably around there. Yeah, I'm, I'm around there. I'd give it a half a grade higher. I'd say B minus. Um, yeah, I was, I was hovering. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a tick above where you're at. It's when you look at the card, and you look compare it to WrestleMania. It's a bit stark in contrast, or actually, I should say, it's a bit, it, it's a bit interesting because a lot of programs started at WrestleMania. Instead of ending at WrestleMania, like Bobby and Omas was their very first match. Edge and AJ Styles, their very first match. Cody and Seth Rollins, their very first match. Like when you look at that, it's like, wow, that that almost never happens where the first match is at Mania. Not a complaint. It's just a different dynamic this year. Right. Uh, and it's also amazing that one of the main events of WrestleMania for night one, Kevin Owens, one half of that main event, isn't even on the card. Like, I mean, it just shows you that for some people, they have no follow up at all. I mean, so uh, are you surprised that Kevin Owens isn't involved in, on, on the show at all? I know he's kind of involved in, a, in an Ezekiel storyline. He's obsessed with proving that Ezekiel is actually uh, Elias. But uh, are you surprised about Kevin Owens not even being on the card after main eventing WrestleMania, bringing Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement? 
it's I hate to say it, but no, I'm not surprised. Would I'm not surprised just because if that was kind of my hesitation going into it. Of course, it was uh, it turned out to be a, a wonderful night. I'm so happy for that. Kevin Owens got that moment. It was Stone Cold looked fantastic. It was such a cool moment. Right. And in a lot of ways, Stone Cold like himself proved me wrong. And I had to eat some of my words. You know what I mean? Just seeing what he was able to do out there. So it was definitely a cool moment. And looking back on it, I wouldn't change how it played out for Kevin. But it's it's more on WWE, just not really having a direction for him. And I think, like I was mentioning earlier, it, it kind of falls back onto the fact that there's really no focus, especially on Raw, without there being a championship. I mean, granted, the championship itself is normally kind of in its own realm, but at least there's a, a main objective on the show, right? And that kind of eats up some of the time and the focus. But and, and it kind of also plays into the fact that they don't really take their secondary championships that seriously as well. So there's, again, like I said, like a lot of factors. But for Kevin, that's I think he's one of those guys or one of those characters, for, for that matter, that kind of suffers without any direction. Granted, he's – if anyone can get away with doing this crazy bit with Elias and Ezekiel, Kevin Owens is perfect for it, but – it just sucks for him because, you know, you, you want to see him do more and you want to see him in a more serious role. But I'm not really surprised. And, and, and for that token, too, before I, I toss it back to you, it's it's kind of like a, a shout out to him as well that he can literally go from like main event, main eventing WrestleMania on one of the nights to just kind of doing this weird stuff. And like you said, being obsessed with uh, Ezekiel slash Elias. Um, and I don't know. Do you view him differently yourself? Like, do you view him in, in a different light now? I, I think that this was, I mean, it was a career-defining moment. I, I, I honestly don't believe that Kevin Owens will have a bigger WrestleMania moment. I think out of his entire career, no. and he's still got a lot of days ahead of him, I still think that this will be it. I mean, how can you top bringing one of the biggest names of all time back, main eventing WrestleMania with him? I mean, that that's it. He knows that was the top of the mountain. It's Even if he wins the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, even if he was the one to beat Roman Streak, you could argue that's not bigger than uh, taking out or trying to take out Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event of WrestleMania. So that, that was it for him. But do I view him differently? Yes, but in a good way. Like it to me, it, it's um, you, you look at him and you're like, all right, like he's doing something kind of insanely irrelevant right now. I mean, you talk about a fall off a cliff from Stone Cold Steve Austin to Ezekiel. I mean, it's 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 really it's it's sad, but also I applaud Kevin for going all in on this and actually making mm -hmm. it somewhat hilarious, making him take lie detector tests and everything and going all in on it. Just obsessed every time Elias is out there or Ezekiel, he's just screaming, you're you know, you're a liar. Yet he is consistently proving he's a liar and a character. So um, I think that right now, yes, I view him differently, but in a bigger light. Like, I know that this is a holding pattern for him, and they could shoot him to the main event at any time. Um, so, yeah, I do view him differently. But um, overall, I mean, look, like, they very rarely have follow-up programs after WrestleMania that are solid that they can fall on. Like, look what they did. They didn't even have anything for Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns went with Shinsuke Nakamura, and we're all supposed to forget that he attacked Shinsuke and it just never happened. I mean, just flash us like we're men so in black. Bizarre. Just use the memory memory eraser. I mean, that, that's essentially, yeah, it's just bizarre. And so it just proves that time and again, they got to WrestleMania this year, and more than any year that I can remember in history, it was not only an underwhelming Monday Night Raw for WrestleMania, SmackDown was a little bit better, but it, it felt subpar for just a normal Raw, much less a Raw after Mania, and it showed they had nothing 
at all planned for that show with Roman Reigns coming out at the end of that show and just cutting a, a, a promo like, hey, yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you what my next step is on Friday. Yeah, it's just, yeah, see yeah. you Friday. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And and now, I mean, he's on Raw, but he's not doing much. I don't know how they're going to work with these championships. It's unified, but are they going to defend it separately? Like, I don't think they know. And it just, it's like they got to WrestleMania. I said this on my uh, review last night. I said, it's like they got to WrestleMania and they just, everyone in creative just sat back and were like, whew, all right, well, that's done. And then somebody 20 minutes later says, so, well, what are we doing next? It's, it, it just, they just mm-hmm. kind of look around like, and that's how it Which felt. Which is a shame. Yeah. Which is a shame. You know, like they, they should be able to take a, a break, you know, and especially for, for something of that caliber. Because if you are comparing it to like the Super Bowl of, of this industry, then, you know, you should be able to take a break. So, I mean, and that, of course, is a whole other topic in and of itself. But, yeah, it, it it's sad because – like you said, like in the Raw, and it was very jarring, the Raw after WrestleMania, it, with it turning out to be what it was. I mean, I think, I don't, gosh, I don't even know how many weeks ago it was now, the week where Asuka came back and uh, Mustafa Ali, like that felt like a bigger deal than mm-hmm. the initial Raw after Mania. That and that's really just kind of crazy to me. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It was, it was a really good show. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's and that's why I said earlier, it's just kind of weird, like certain things are they're hitting on and it's it makes you enjoy the show and it doesn't seem like a, a chore to watch it. You know what I mean? But other things, it just really makes you wonder, like, why am I investing my time? So it's <laughs> it, it's just kind of a cluster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is right now. But let's jump into the card. I'm going to start with Cody and Seth and I'm going to toss it to you first. What do you think? Who wins and why? Okay, so with this one, I will. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm really gonna be upset if if, if Cody loses here. Um, and I'm I'm kind of scared that he's going to with WWE. Like I I don't. And again, like like I was saying earlier, I do try to give them, and I am trying to give them the benefit of the doubt in a lot of things. So this one is gonna be one of them. My official pick is gonna be Cody. Um, but a part of me, like I'm not gonna be surprised if they give Seth the win and try to continue this going forward. But because of course, if in my opinion, if Seth loses, it's going to be really hard to continue. Um, Seth is, I guess one of those characters kind of like a Kevin Owens where he can talk his way into anything. So maybe he doesn't necessarily need the win to continue this, but my official pick is Cody. Uh, like I said, he, I think needs the win more than Seth right now, and especially with him just being here in WWE, what a little over a month or a month at this point. Uh, maybe it's a month in the day. I have to check the dates, but I don't know. It, I, I feel like it would be a, a big mistake if if they pull the trigger on his first loss happening, regardless on if if Seth cheated to win or outside interference or anything like that. I just, my opinion, I think it would do more harm than good on Cody for that matter. So I'm sticking with Cody. Um, and I just, like I said earlier, I, I, I do have to give them credit for the presentation of Cody and, and what they've invested in him. And I think it is, whether it's a sign that they are more open to change now and more open to listening and just letting others be themselves, or, or maybe this is like a crack in the foundation of that or that wall, that, that barrier. But I don't know. I, again, I'm, I'm giving them, hope in that regard um so yeah I'm, i just i feel like with all the the negativity i sometimes though i have to i have to give them credit when it's due yep no the, i think they've done a very nice job of this program a very nice introduction to cody he doesn't feel like he's been wwe eyes he feel he feels 
much like he did in AEW, and I think that's what he wanted to bring over. I think it's been successful. Uh, as far as the quality of the match here, I think it's going to be very good. I don't think it'll be as good as the WrestleMania uh, matchup, only because it's really hard to duplicate a performance like that. I think they did very good at WrestleMania. I mean, their match was, I mean, it had some botches, but it was, I think it was really, really well done. And I don't think they'll be able to duplicate that. I'm not going to hold their the bar that high. I do think they'll have a, a, probably a B-plus match. Still very good, but I'm not going to hold yeah. them to that same standard. That said, I, I'm going to go and... I'm going to preface this by saying, don't change your pick. Every time I bring somebody on here, and I've done oh, it to multiple people over the, don't change. I don't care what kind of case I make right now. You're sticking with Cody Rhodes. I mean, it's, I, I'm going to go with Seth with Rollins. Cody. Yes, no, good. I'm going to go with Seth, not just to be combative, but because I think he will win this. Because, like you said, I think there will be a third match to this at Hell in a Cell in a month. I think this will be a three-match program. Ultimately, with Seth Rollins losing, of course, because that's what his character does best, which I think is damaging to his character. I know that he can talk himself into a match, and he's a great, he's a really good talker. He knows his identity. He's found himself. He's found his character. He's found his music. He's got it all working, but creative has shown time and again that he loses the big one. He'll lose the big one. He'll lose the big one. He may get those those wins that are in between to just get you to the next step to make sense there's another match, but he very rarely, over the last few years, has won the big one and it to me i think this is gonna be another uh another sacrifice of seth rollins taking a, uh, or winning here ultimately to just lose the program to cody and maybe inside the cell or just at the pay-per-view or at the uh, premium live event next month so i think seth actually needs the win more than cody because Seth right now is he's on a losing streak and he needs to he needs to actually show a little bit of credibility. He needs to have something that the fans if they're that believe he's a credible heel to sink their teeth into because he talks you into that match. But, you know, you're laying the back of your head. Eh, well, he hasn't really shown that he can win the big match. So I have no real faith that he can. And they very rarely have shown that. So. That's why I think Seth wins to just get you to that next match that ultimately Cody Rhodes takes the victory for and then moves on. No, I get it. I get it, dude. I, I get it. You make total sense. And in fair game, like I, I'm a Seth Rollins fan as well. So I wouldn't be terribly mad if just because I, like I said, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan as well. But I, I still have to stick with with Cody like I just I my opinion I feel like he needs it more because so let's say how do you think Seth would win then so if, if your pick is Seth do you think he's just going to win clean do you think it, he's going to do something to cheat to win someone's going to interfere like do you think it's just going to be a clean loss no it and then Cody's it, out for revenge like, that's so how do you think the, it would... yeah no I, I think it's a dirty victory in some form fashion or just lady luck Something ends up, you know, a rope breaks a or yeah, or something. like <clears throat> something it falls in his favor or it's, you know, a, a thumb to the eye or some kind of foreign object or, you know, low blow behind the ref's back. Something along those lines to anger Seth or to anger Cody that would perpetuate a third match, maybe inside the cell. We'll see. But yeah, it, that's also the out for Cody is, OK, he has a loss on his record, but it's a tainted loss. Um, yeah, no, I totally, again, like, I, I get it, but like, I feel like, I feel like with Cody, it's more emotional, right? So I just feel like Cody's going to get the W here, and I, for whatever reason, and, and it's probably because I'm stubborn, and I'll admit that, but I just feel like 
for whatever reason, Cody as a character with it still being so fresh, he needs the W here. And I feel like for someone, especially like Seth's character with seeing what he's gone in like the different levels he's gone to in the past, like showing up at Edge's house and stuff like that. Like, I feel like in order to evoke a Hell in a Cell match out of Cody, all Seth needs to do is just like tug on the heartstrings, right? Like go after Dusty, maybe attack the statue that they created of Dusty. That Cody, like, do you always see that picture of when they unveiled the, uh, the, uh, the statue of Dusty back in NXT, the picture of Cody, like, just kind of leaning on it, you know? And we obviously all know how emotional Cody gets, regardless when he's, anyone's talking about him, which, you know, is understandable. So, to me, I feel like if you want to go Hell in a Cell, which is obvious, and I'm totally down with that, and, and side note, can you even imagine seeing Cody in a cell match with no blood? Like, that's just going to no. be a, a sight to see. Like, I, I can't even imagine that. So, I, I, no. I, I, I would watch uh, it just to see that. Nope. I, I would if I had the if I had the money I would wire it to Cody just to yep. pay the fine he would have to pay to Vince that he purposely Dude, bladed himself. Yes. Yeah. For sure I would go have like, to start set up a GoFundMe you. for yes. let, let Cody blade. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But yeah. So I'm we, I'm gonna wrap up so we can carry on here. But yeah. Yeah. yeah so because you and I can go back and forth. Uh, but on it. Yeah. But yeah. Dude. I I totally get what you're saying though, and it's weird because I as being a fan of Seth, like I would be okay with seeing him win, but at the same time, I would be mad to see Cody lose, you know? But then there's three losses in a row for Seth. I mean, he doesn't get Seth any. I, I get it. Yeah. Seth is fine. Like, the focus at some isn't point, on him. I, they have, I don't know. I mean, Seth is that good that he can bounce, but the problem, I don't know. Like you said, we could keep going here, but I, I just think that Seth Rollins, he needs something. Even if it's this victory that is just the stepping stone, I think that's more important than this intermittent uh, loss for Cody that's going to be tainted, that people know he he's not a new talent that needs to go on this winning streak, that that's the formula that happens every time they introduce a new talent like Veer Han, like or whoever Braun Strowman, <laughs> they always go on these just tears where no one can beat them, and they finally run into a roadblock. They all know who Cody is and what he's capable of. It's not like he can can't take a loss, especially if it's somebody of the caliber of Seth in a tainted victory, just to get you to that final hell in the cell. I, I don't know. So um, yeah, I mean, I think we both make cases yeah. here. Let's uh, let's move on here to the next match. This one is a little bit more difficult, I think. Um, well, it probably as difficult. Edge and AJ Styles. And mm. Edge and AJ Styles, Damian Priest is banned from ringside. I'm going to take this one first because I want to steal the thunder because uh, I'm selfish. I want to take it. And the reason is because we – okay, Damian Priest is banned. I think he'll remain banned at ringside. He won't He won't show up maybe until the match is over to ultimately beat down AJ or whatever. I think the purpose of this is to introduce a new member to Edge's group because only Damian Priest is banned. Not anyone who is in favor of or tries to assist Edge. It's very clear it's only Damien. Fine, Damien's out. Well, then who is going to help Edge here? I think it's probably Tommaso, or excuse me, Ciampa, because mm, nobody yes. has a first name anymore. Uh, Ciampa ends Gary. up, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, what about Antonio Cesaro or uh, <laughs> Andrade Cien Almas? I mean, like, Rusev. yeah, Rusev. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's insane. But, I think it's going to be Ciampa who ends up uh, costing AJ Styles the match. I think AJ actually loses again. 
I I think this is kind of in the same breath as Cody and Seth. <laughs> Do they is. take two losses in a row? Like, you know, and so my guess <clears throat> is AJ loses here to Edge. I think Edge is on a hot streak with this group. I love this group. I love everything about it. I love how Edge is addressing the criticism about using the Undertaker lighting and how different his character is. And But it making the reasoning that the this, these seeds were planted back when he was in the brood and the ministry of darkness that's totally plausible for his character he's a master on the mic i'm loving the chair he has to sit in as it's it's very symbolic of sitting atop a mountain as he a mountain of omnipotence and just judging people it's brilliant uh so i think ultimately the purpose of this is to have tomaso excuse me champa come in cost aj damien priest maybe comes out at the end and uh, edge gets the victory your thoughts and this is this is interesting because I'm gonna use your your logic for the Cody and Seth match and kind of steal it and, and apply it to this one because I, <laughs> I kind of feel the same way you feel about Seth with Cody with uh, AJ rather like I feel AJ is gonna get the win here so officially AJ is my pick for kind of this a similar reason because of the continuation with especially with it being Hell in a Cell like Hell in a Cell is just a perfect finale for which is ironic as well it'd be kind of being the third match for a few or the third series you know match in a few of these uh, lineups here but i just feel like i feel like aj it's funny because I, I i as i'm about to say this i'm thinking of what you were just saying like aj needs this win here i feel like aj is has kind of lost or maybe he hasn't lost anything quite yet but he's on the verge of it and i think edge is is strong enough to take a loss here but i've I don't know. Like, I feel like it's something's going to happen and it's not going to be just a straight, clean victory for AJ. I'm not going to say AJ is going to cheat, but I don't, I'm, to be honest, I'm not even quite sure what's going to happen. I think something's probably going to backfire on edge. Um, and I, I can even see someone trying to debut, like you were saying, like a Chompa come out and it backfiring on, on edge and that kind of infuriating edge to lead them, maybe no pun intended to hell in a cell. So I kind of see it going that way, in my opinion, or just that's how I would maybe do it. But it, again, it just depends on if they, which they'd be kind of crazy not to at this point, if they are taking this to hell in a cell and, and who they really want to kind of go over at the end of this little mini series here. You know, if the goal here is to make Ed strong and his faction strong going forward and not put the focus on styles, then, you know, they, they need to continue to build edge. And, and that would make more sense when you look back on it. But I just feel like AJ needs something, you know, AJ needs something, especially being by himself. He does, but I and mean, with he... no, no title on, and then I'm, I'm sorry, not no, to sorry. kind of cut you off, but it, it kind of plays into what I was saying earlier. Like, I feel like AJ needs at least a, a a strong win because there's no other title or no other focus really for him on raw. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's kind of a, a weird situation. Yeah. I, I mean, so first of all, I mean, you almost convinced me and then I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> no. That was close. That was close, yes. but I'm sticking to my own rules. And so, uh, okay. We're on opposite sides on both these matches. That's good. But I, I think that the thing with AJ Styles is that he, he's going up against, a group that is just beginning and needs to get victory after victory to, to obtain sure. heat. So the, this faction and the whole point of this faction, as all factions are, are directed at, is to create new stars or help build existing stars to that next level. And Chomp is a perfect candidate. Finn Balor, I actually tossed back and forth, and his name's been tossed back and forth of joining the group. Yes, yeah, true. I don't 
think he'll be the one. I actually think he'll maybe even the odds with AJ and uh, come to his aid as he did on Raw. And I think with Finn Balor, for the reasons him not joining the group, he still could, but I would advise against it because right now Finn Balor, he's in a weird spot. He's been irrelevant for a few months, so that's the case for it. The case against it is Finn Balor is already a made man. He doesn't. He, he's already a superstar. He's already made it to a very high level. To me, going into Edge's group would almost, almost be a demotion of saying Edge is now mentoring Finn Balor. Finn Balor is a guy that's been on the scene for quite some time. He knows who and what he is. He's got a very successful in-ring, uh, in-ring persona. He knows who and what he is. His music's, I mean, one of the best entrance musics of all time in wrestling. I, so he, I, I don't think it would help Finn Balor to be in this group. Finn Bal- the, the, if the purpose of the group is to help elevate existing or stars that are kind of floundering, I don't think that fits the bill with Finn. I don't think it's impossible, but I think right now AJ needs somebody on his side if Ciampa is going to be with Edge and Damian Priest is going to be with Edge. And I've heard Rhea Ripley. We've all heard Rhea Ripley. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about Rhea, but to me, I think right now the, the growing and, and the heat needed for this group to grow is is superseding what AJ Styles needs in his victory. Now, I know AJ, like you said, he's been kind of irrelevant in some respects, too, being relegated to a tag team with Omas that we all were like, get out, get out, get out. Gets out, and AJ even, or Edge smartly said, I don't want that that person who was in the tag team. I want the Pitbull AJ Styles. And so I think AJ, um, he, he could win this. And then Ciampa comes out to beat him down and just completely destroy him. So he gets the victory. But at the end of the day, that group still gets the heat. So maybe you shoot two birds with one stone here. But I do think that AJ loses because of Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Ciampa. So I don't know. I think we both, again, make good cases. And this, guys, as I say with certain matches on every card, don't put any money on these two. These are very difficult very matches. Stay away from them. Um, I think, uh, well, before I move on, uh, did you have any uh, anything else to say about AJ and Edge? No, no, we can move okay. on. Okay. Uh, happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Ashley, go ahead. Gosh. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I don't even know how I feel about myself for saying this, but I'm kind of, like, warming up to Mad Cat Moss, and I just, I don't know how to feel about it, like, I first he obviously needs to lose the suspenders like he just needs you know like that's just that whole thing is just that should have been like that next week after him and, and Corbin like officially broke up or they realized they weren't laughing at each other's jokes anymore and and I will say it just to kind of catch up you know since the last time you and I took or have spoken but when he did when they did first start brawling that night that reaction he got on smackdown i was shocked by like i did not expect people to erupt for him like they did and just kind of carrying on for them like he's kind of really impressed me not that i didn't really think he wouldn't on the main roster but with how WWE changes things of course going from riddick moss to to this version of of madcap moss now they I don't know. He obviously could have gone a completely different and more serious direction, but it's strange. This has probably been the best route for him. And this is probably like the best thing that could have happened to him going this kind of goofy and just non-serious character route. And then leading to Corbin, because a lot of people hate on Corbin, but like you and I have spoken about in the past, like I'm, 
I'm not his number one fan, but I think Corbin is is very solid. You know, like he's he's good in the ring. He's a good character. He's exactly what WWE needs. He's at the perfect level. So, and he he's just kind of one of those guys that you can almost throw into any situation, and it may take a week or two if if you're talking like a main event level, but he can almost slide in anywhere. So I think he's very valuable. But long long story short, um. I'm actually going, and after I give all that praise to Moss, I'm actually going with Corbin here, <laughs> um, kind of like what I was saying earlier. Uh, I would be stoked if, if Mad Cat Moss won because uh, for all the reasons I just said, but I think Corbin's going to get this the win here to kind of, I, I feel like a broken record, but kind of carry this on too. And I don't know what that says about WWE. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but yeah, you know, I just... I. I think there, there's a lot more to pull out of this, whether it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. But, yeah, I'm officially going Corbin. And then once they meet later on, I'll probably go Moss. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? FoodForestAbundance.com is a community of passionate, freedom-loving people who want to build a free, healthy, and abundant society for generations to come. They're focused on creating a decentralized food supply by setting up forests on underutilized lawn space around the world. And this is just the beginning. They offer landscape design, blueprints, installation, maintenance tips, and a whole lot more. In these uncertain times, you want the peace of mind of having food security right outside your front door. They plan on growing food forest in every community, providing healthier food free from the supply chain. To learn more, visit foodforestabundance.com. Use the code FOOD22 and save 5%. foodforestabundance.com. So in today's crazy world, you need to be ready to defend yourself. I mean, that's just the reality of things. People are getting assaulted on the street, robbed, home invasions. So with all this spike in crime, what better way to spend your time than investing in yourself, in your safety, in your, in your family's safety? That's why I'm recommending Impact Defense. ImpactDefense.online is an opportunity for you to learn how to defend yourself in multiple situations. They have a podcast, by the way, that is done weekly, and you can check it out. Uh, it's, it's on ImpactDefense.online. They have training that's in-person they have online courses. You can host an event and a lot more. But this is run by Brian, and he has over 20 years in the martial arts and self-defense industry. He's a certified combatives instructor. He's certified in defensive firearms, and he has a black belt in multiple styles of martial arts. He's also joined by two ladies, Jada and Kylie. Both of them are black belts in martial arts and certified firearm instructors as well. Again, their show, their podcast releases every single Monday, a brand new episode. You can check out impactdefense.online for much more information. But guys, I can't stress enough right now. There is nothing more important than your safety. I don't know about you, but when I'm lying in bed and I hear a creak in the house, you always wonder, right? It's either a ghost <laughs> or you're thinking, oh my God, somebody broke in, right? And imagine the helplessness that you could feel in that moment, but let them help you overcome that fear. Let them help you protect you and your family. Go to impactdefense.online today. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All 
Uh, yeah, I would. I actually, this is our first match. I would agree with the outcome. I think that oh, Corbin wow. probably does get the victory. Although you could make a case like Mad Cat Moss, who's on the rise, needs the victory. I think that giving him a little more sympathy and trying to get behind him of like, oh, man, I, I want to yeah. see you beat Corbin, and that's the payoff. It's just psychology one-on-one, and I think that you're right. It, it, it To me, Corbin gets the first victory, and then maybe the second and third one are, are Moss, who finally you know gets those victories and, and closes out the program. But I, you're right. The, the Mad Cat Moss transition has been, I think, successful. It hasn't been wildly successful, but I think it's been as good as it could have you, you could have expected it to be. The suspenders, I, I'm I, to me, the jury's still out on that. I, I'm like, I, I, there's some weeks I'm like it's obnoxious. Other weeks I'm like that's kind of a an endearing, ridiculous look. Um, I, I'm split. I'm not sure on that yet. But his jokes, I think there's something there that you could work with where he insults his opponent in a hilarious actually a way that makes the, the crowd laugh like he did when he insulted corbin that's the yeah. transition from these just stupid eye-rolling jokes that they were intended to be to actually making fun of his heel opponents which is what's going to endear him to the crowd his energy his in-ring ability i mean didn't he he got dumped on his head a few weeks or a month ago whatever i mean yeah right before biggie yeah and we're like oh my god is he is he dead um, and, you know, he, he came unscathed away from that, thank God. Um, so I think that, uh, on top of the fact that he can go in the ring and he's proven it, he's not just this bodybuilder look, he can actually work really well. Uh, fans mm-hmm. recognize and appreciate that. And he's got a gimmick that is slowly starting to, I think, ga- gather some steam with the crowd. So I think it's this nice slow build for Moss, but I also think that getting a, a taking this loss here is going to help him long-term because the crowd's going to want to see him get that victory over Corbin and get revenge on Corbin. So uh, uh, Corbin's going to cheat to win. I th- I mean, that that's yeah. ultimately what's going to be the case. I don't know how, um, but it does end up being a, a, a heel victory here. So right now, as <laughs> so I'm looking down here, I actually have every heel so far winning uh, <laughs> on the pay-per-view. So it's going to be a lot of, if things go the way I think they're going to go, the, the paper is right now very heel heavy, but uh, what are your thoughts on any final thoughts on Corbin Moss? Um, yeah, and just just to wrap it up on on them, I think like you were saying about the fans and the and his jokes and everything and the transitioning, I think the fans, as much as this may shock WWE, they're they're not dumb. Like the fans can see and appreciate what he's doing now, especially now that he's not being like a dumb character and not being blinded by Corbin's influence or anything like that as a character, of course, and seeing Corbin for what he is. And, and still it's kind of like a twofold thing, right? Like fans understand like this is what he is supposed to be doing, but he's doing well at it, you know, and he's really embracing this singles role. So I think it's like an appreciation thing too. And I, I think fans and maybe just, I just maybe speak for myself. Like it, it's cool to kind of, start this little journey with him because i feel like he could be something i'm not saying he's gonna be the next breakout star but i I think he could be something solid for them going forward after this so that was just yeah kind of like my final thoughts on on mad cat moss and corbin yeah yeah and i think the match is going to be fine i I know the the match quality will be just fine i mean i i have no concerns about how good it's going to be it'll be it'll be something that is respectable and good it has the chance to be very good if given enough time um you know but i I, i'm not gonna hold it to that standard i think it'll be just fine and uh, corbin gets a victory so i think we're on the same page there but let's move to lashley versus omas and 
Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna mm. toss this one to you again because I, I, I'm split on this too. This this has so far been a little difficult. But uh, Ashley, what are your thoughts on Lashley and Omos? Yeah, and it this is one of those that again pains me to even bring myself to say this, but because uh, I'm I'm sure you know this by this point my feelings on Omos, but I just I again I don't want to say it, but I feel like Omos is going to get the victory here, and I think it's going to be all thanks to MVP. I feel like maybe maybe I'm taking what is, in my opinion, very obvious um, and, and holding too much light to it, but I think this whole thing is set up for MVP to interfere to get Omos his, his first really big victory, you know, essentially because he, he was just having squash matches before, but... I just I'm not a fan of Omos and it it still irritates me and I don't really know why like he's not horrible like he's we've obviously seen much worse and I I I just don't know I think it's the fact well I do know one thing that irritates me so I'll I'll just I'll close with this and then I'll toss it to you because I could rant about it forever for whatever reason but it's his when he comes out he just whether he of course, was when he was with AJ, if they were trying to be good guys or whatever, or obviously the majority of the time being a heel, I just don't take him seriously. I just feel like he's holding back a laugh, like he's just out there. Like I feel like he would be one of those, like uh, who was it, Raquel Rodriguez, her new name now, like just smiling nonstop, and uh, it's like just stop. And I feel like he's just obviously trying to hold it back because he's not supposed to be smiling. So for whatever reason, it's just one of those things that irks me and, un, you know, probably too much and unnecessarily so. But, yeah, dude, I just I, I can't take him seriously. I just I'm just not about it. And adding on to that, I guess I do know why <laughs> as I'm using this as a little therapy session. Thanks, Matt, for Omos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the fact, too, that they broke up Bobby Lashley and MVP was just I and again, I understand it and I'm not even going to say it's wrong. I just, me personally, my personal feelings, I just love the duo of MVP and Bobby Lashley together. I just, just love everything about it. So I, in, in, of course, comparing the two who probably needs MVP, MVP more Omos, if you really want to take him seriously. But again, it's one of those two, like, I don't think they're really going to take him that seriously. I feel like they would have done so already if they were going to, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this is a waste. So, and I feel like I don't know. I Bobby Lashley's going to take the loss here, and I'm very upset by it. <laughs> All right. Well, we are we are now two and two. I'm with you on this one as well. I okay. think that Omos, boy, and again, guys, this, I'm now four for four on heel victories. Huge. Yes, it's going to be an I, evil night. People are going to be pissed. I mean, the, yeah. the, there's going to be riots. Also. I mean, but um, that said, so I'm with you about Omos taking the victory. Now, am I uh, as annoyed by Omos? I wasn't until you started telling me why, and now I. <laughs> can't unthink it so uh, now i'm looking at him and i'm like uh, do i want to say he's kind of a big goofball like but he's trying to hide it maybe and that's fine if he yeah. is you know cool dude like embrace it like and yep. i'm sure he probably wants to and he probably can't but like it's just i don't know it doesn't fit you know so I mean? you feel like he's not he's hiding himself through yeah, what he should like- be Yes. Right. Okay. Got and it. I don't even I don't even know what that would even look like. And I'm not saying like I want him to go out there and be like a madcap like, and like cut jokes or or like, yeah, yeah or a bro- exactly or come out there dancing <laughs> or anything yeah. crazy. But just yeah. I don't know. Just like just whoever he is, just like let him be him. I feel like he's probably one of those dudes in the back who like gets along with everyone. And he's probably like you know like a, a good time. 
but we would never know because we don't we don't mm-hmm. see it. So I just feel like maybe and maybe I, I'm giving him too much uh, hardship or whatever. But it's I just I don't know. I don't know, Matt. So I'm sorry just to. No, I, I now again, now you're turning me against Omas. And I was I was I was, a, sorry, I was a solid fan. Yeah. I was like, OK, I'm on board for this. But his range of emotion is very limited. I mean, he almost has as limited of range as Ronda Rousey does. We'll get to her match next. Oh, um, and oh. so I think that the Omas, as far as the <clears> match <throat> quality, we haven't even talked about the match quality. I, I think it's going to be OK. I, I think it's going to be exactly what you'd expect with Omas's limits, considering his size. But Bobby Lashley doing the majority of the bumping, as she should, given the size difference. But um, I, I think you're right. It's going to be a loss because directly because of maybe a quick distraction from MVP. And they're using MVP clearly to try to help build Omos like he reinvigorated Bobby. And I get that. I, I understand that. Uh, MVP has truly been the MVP. Um, I mean, he's lived up to his name. And, and him helping Omos, no problem there. And the payoff here is clearly going to be uh, wanting to see Lashley get his hands on MVP. I, well, we're not going to see it here. We may see a tease of it, a, a quick appetizer, but I think the ultimate payoff of seeing Lashley get his hands at MVP is probably going to happen at Hell in a Cell. And maybe that's where he'll finally be able to trap MVP inside the cell or something during the match with Omas. I mean, if they, I mean, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, that's the payoff that I think people want to see is not necessarily Lashley versus Omas. They want to see Lashley versus the guy that turned on him, uh, you know, yeah. MVP, and see him beat the holy hell out of him. So uh, I think that this match is going to be okay quality wise. Uh, you, you, what I want to see is if Lashley can like power slam Omos. I mean, I want to see that running power slam if he could do that on, yes. on Omos. Some kind of maneuver that it, Lashley could pick him up and show his you know, insane strength. That to me is the the kind of thing I want to see. It's going to be a slower pace match, which is good because a lot of these matches are going to be fast paced, in your face, like flip flop fly, all that kind of stuff. So this is going to be a nice palate cleanser to just kind of slow things down. And I'm totally fine with that. Every match doesn't need to look and feel the same. So uh, yeah, at the other, at the end of the day, long story short, Omos gets the victory because of MVP. And we continue to build that need to see Bobby destroy MVP. So, all right, I agree. let's move on here. Two more matches and uh, the only female match on the card. So that, that that's really just uh, amazing to me. That's I feel like we're missing something. That there's no Raw Women's Championship. I mean, none of that. There's not. There's no women's grudge match because they can't ever have a women's match without a championship involved. That's in a whole other thing. Um, but Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship, or according to Ronda Rousey, just the SmackDown Championship because she doesn't say I want to say women's. <laughs> Again, another whole thing I could go on. But uh, it's a I quit match and. Um, yeah, I was going to take it, but Ashley, I'll let you take this one. This one seems to lean definitely one way, but let's see if you uh, choose that. Yeah, I have a funny feeling this may be another one that we agree on, so we're, we're I think, leveling out here a bit. But I, I'm i going to say, again, to kind of, kind of uh, bury the lead here, I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey getting the victory here. I was one of those who was – Pretty shocked that she, I'm not going to say shock, shock, but I was surprised rather that she didn't get the win at WrestleMania proper. So I think especially with it being an I quit match, I, I, I don't see them having 
Ronda Rousey lose an I Quit match, um, even though it's it's obviously you know it's it's wrestling. I just regardless if it, they were going to try to do a callback to the you know the I Quit match with the Rock and Mankind have the piped in I yeah, Quit or anything that like that. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. even if I I just don't see them doing that here, and it's crazy to th- as it is to think about even Charlotte saying I Quit. It's just I. I think it's it's more believable or I would be more open to seeing Flair saying it than Ronda Rousey. And and I say I kind of say that to get this out of the way, but I'm so ready for this feud to be over with. I'm I'm ready for Ronda just to win the title. She it's and it sucks. Like I'm I'm trying to not go off on another tangent here, but and to keep it, you know, clean, but it's, she just, she looks like she doesn't want to be here. I mean, she's definitely improved since her, her initial return. I mean, she just looked like the most miserable person in the world. And Hey, whether she, whether it just hit her, like, and she didn't realize how much she wasn't going to like being on the road when she came back. I don't know what it was. Um, and cool. Like if, if you, if you're not happy, you have a, a right to not be happy. You know what I mean? But at the same token, you're getting paid a, sh- a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> call myself a lot of money you're to, saving me a lot of to, time on the edit side. yes Thank yes you. <laughs> i almost slipped up i almost slipped up a lot of money to perform in your ronda rousey like you have to live up to it if now's not a good time then do what you need to do and and don't be on tv but don't come half way with it either um and i say that and again like like i said she has definitely improved but those weeks just really stood out to me, and it just kind of really put a stench on this whole feud for for me personally, if that's not obvious. Um, and I just don't think they mesh. I wasn't a fan of them going into a singles match to at WrestleMania to begin with. Like to me, it didn't make any sense that Ronda chose Charlotte. So, and I guess kind of looking at the whole thing in a, in a nutshell. I'm kind of, and maybe maybe I'm biased, so please correct me once I, I throw it to you, um, or feel free to cut me off. Um, I I feel like maybe I was just sour on it from the beginning because for me, like I was saying, it didn't make sense that Ronda Rousey makes this triumphant return at the Royal Rumble, wins the Rumble, and then doesn't challenge Becky Lynch. Like, and I say that kind of speaking halfway. Like I say that because I'm I appreciate what they did with Bianca Belair, and that was obviously a fantastic match. And I like the way that they played off how they started every, that whole mess at SummerSlam. But again, it, it didn't make sense to me. I know they're probably going to go for that match, uh, Rousey and uh, Becky Lynch next year at WrestleMania, and that's fine and dandy. But to me, it just didn't make sense from the beginning. And like I said, I, I may just be kind of blinded or, or or biased going into this whole thing but i'm ready for it to be done i'm, I'm over flair i don't even really know what she's gonna do after this point but i would love to see ronda win so we can be done with that and then have bailey return because i just truly miss bailey at this point i feel like smackdown is truly truly missing her so i don't know if she's ready to come back i'm i'm sure she is at this point but yeah i'm just i'm ready for this to be over with if that, again that's not it's, obvious it's so weird to say that because of the names that i'm looking at and that... i love ronda rousey yeah like i was a huge ronda rousey fan i think yeah. her first one was great like i'm not hating on her and i think she picked up the sport well like i think she has she's done her you know due diligence and that's you know like i don't don't get me wrong um just to you know give her 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 props where it's due it's just Something's not clicking with this, and it's just weird. 
it feels forced when it shouldn't yeah. feel forced. And, and it's just one of those things, even though there's a history with these two, you're looking at it going, why isn't this gelling? And again, I'm mm. not a big Ronda Rousey fan. I actually don't enjoy most of what she does. Now, again, I respect what she's able to do in the ring. I respect what she's done in the MMA world. I don't like her demeanor in a lot of things, um, but that's me. And, and you know, that it is what it is. And I think that in some time, yeah. in, in a lot of times she's actually disrespected the business, even if it's try to get quote unquote heat there's been anyway yes so no yeah and, and yes I, yeah i don't agree I, with everything yeah, yeah. so uh, and i think she's got you know the uh the, the the emotional range of uh you know uh my, my two-year-old it's not it's, it's either super happy or super angry and it's there's no in between there's this it's, it's either she comes out smiling or she comes out with the angry face and it's just like can you give me something besides two extremes like i I don't know. That's been a thing with me for Ronda for I mean, her entire time. And her promos haven't been – I mean, promos are hard. To me, I think yeah. promos in a lot of respect are harder than in the in-ring. Um, so I'm not you know, saying that it's easy to do, but I don't know. There's been times where she's like whispering on the mic. I'm like, speak with some confidence. Like just just speak like you – You're. this is something that when you say it, everyone's going to believe it. Like, And a lot of times she's like whispering on the mic like – I don't know. Anyway, so – I think with this matchup, the the quality I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the quality of the match at WrestleMania. I think this one's going to be just as good, if not better, uh, because Ronda is an ultimate athlete, all that kind of thing. I mean, still calling her the baddest woman on the planet, though. Is she still really after how many years away from MMA? Like, what yeah, what what exact credentials does she have now to, to claim that? Whatever. Uh, so Ronda Rousey at this point is, um, you know, it's hilarious that she's in an I Quit match. Given that when you look at her history of losing, that's exactly what she does when she loses is leaves. I mean, so like look at Holly Holm when she was beaten <laughs> MMA, she gets she gets that's beat so and loses and quits. Yes. Uh, when she's at WrestleMania 35, she loses and she quits. I mean, so it's just it's hilarious that she's in this match. Do I think she's going to win it? Yes, I do. Um, I sadly think she's going to win this. Uh, you know, I think Charlotte at the same time needs a reset. So if she's going to be going away for a while, I think that's going to help her character. I think it's going to help SmackDown feel a little more fresh in the women's division with, okay, Ronda's champion. That's fine. Um, you know, and like you said, I think Bailey is going to be that next opponent for Ronda. I think you're exactly right. Um, and, and I think Bailey is going to get, it's going to be interesting because, if 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 that's the case, and Bailey's ne- the next opponent, Charlotte goes on vacation with her, you know, her fiance for you know however long. I think that what's going to be difficult to navigate is the re- the reception that Bailey's going to get off the bat. Like anytime, even if they're a heel, they leave and come back. They immediately are welcome with open arms. And so to navigate Ronda still maintaining the babyface character against a heel Bailey is going to be difficult. A returning Bailey is going to be difficult because I think Ronda, they're really going to miss the boat if they never turn her heel. I think she would be a fantastic heel. And I hope they explore that before she calls it completely quits in WWE. But that's going to be interesting to see how they navigate that if they do that. Yeah, and, and final uh, just tidbit here, like just to piggyback off what you're saying, I think. It's in, that you're going to run into that issue regardless of where you return Bailey to, regardless of the show. You know what I mean? Like it's either you have her return against Bay or against Bianca Belair and get like a, a huge response and have Bianca battle that. And, and who's stronger at that point too? You'll be looking at who who can really 
combat that and and it's going to be another thing where they're going to force and this isn't obviously a bailey topic but if they're going to force bailey into the heel role like they did with becky upon immediately returning you know or if they're going to let her embrace it but like you were saying i think that they they would be so foolish to not let ronda just truly embrace her heel side and just let her her run you know i'm not even advocating necessarily you know it's way too early at this point for bailey to come back in and of course beat ronda or anything like that but I think you could get a nice little feud out of it, you know what I mean? And and let Bailey enjoy, and, and rightfully so, because like, if you think about, and again, not going to go off here, but Bailey was doing phenomenal work, and she was one of the MVPs, in my opinion, of like the Thunderdome era and during the pandemic and everything. And she still hasn't been back in front of a live crowd since everything happened. So oh, yeah. I think it's only right so- to kind of let her embrace that and enjoy it, just at least for a little bit, you know? And just then if you need to turn her later, then have it but i don't know i just feel like it would be kind of wrong not to for both women not to let ronda be who she is and let her be a dominant heel champion and let bailey be her current her old version not go back to of course like the the hugging bailey but it'd be cool to see what that new bailey would look like so i think they could really get a lot out of it and like you said let let flair go off and take some time off because she deserves it too you know she's been carrying the division for quite some time so she deserves it. I'm not even hating on I'm not hating on any of them. You know, it's just what they've been dealt, but it's just time to move on. And not only does Charlotte deserve it, she needs it. I think yeah. she just feels like she's a bit disengaged. I don't know if you've noticed. It just feels like Charlotte I know the character is supposed to be heelish and kind of dis- disingenuous, all that. But even I, I don't know. We've you and I've been watching wrestling for so long that you can almost sense when they're not fully in the character. And it feels like Charlotte just, like just wants emotions, to yeah. get away. Like it just it feels like she wants out right now. I don't know why I feel that way, and I'm not talking about her character. I'm talking about the person behind it. I don't just – for some reason, I get that feeling. I could be completely wrong, but I'm just getting that sense of just total dis- disengagement from the, what she's doing right now. I don't know why I feel that way, but um, anyway, so – yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting if they try to bring Bailey back as a baby face, but not the, you know, the uh, the wacky, waving, inflatable tube men no, uh, yeah. Bailey, but the, just who she is now, but just not, you know, n- not not the evil Bailey, just the one that is, I'm returning, love me, and, they, and we will. And I think they could easily do that. Rhonda, it's sitting right there, and I think she'd be much more comfortable as a heel. She mm-hmm. has it built in, like, I, I came here because this company needed me. What you know? Screw all of you for not supporting me. You know, like there's there's a hundred ways you could go. There's so many. Yeah. And Ronda just being people were already starting to turn on her. I mean, like towards the end of that run, um, I, I think in her first run, people were ready to 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 say you know screw you. I mean, she there was a lot of promos that were not good, and even now there there are promos that you're like, eh, you know, she's insulting the crowd, like. I don't know. So I think that right now Rhonda should be a heel. There's so much there. You could get months and months out of it. I think Rhonda would embrace it because she could just tell the fans everything that she's been feeling without consequence and be genuine about it, which would, I think, also help her character. A lot of it feels a little bit disingenuous. So anyway, yeah, this is going to be a Ronda Rousey victory. Charlotte goes away. Bailey returns on SmackDown, and we're off to the races with Ronda and Bailey. I that's probably where they're going. So, all right, I hope so. Main event time: Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Randy Orton, Riddle, and Drew McIntyre. Now, as of this moment, guys, we have not seen SmackDown at all. So if anything comes up on SmackDown. They're not, it's obviously not included here because we don't have a crystal ball. So just a little bit of a disclaimer there. So as of right now, there's nothing on the line 
other than uh, pride and star power. That's it. There's no titles on the line right now. It's as of right now, it's not being billed as a unification match. It's just uh, WWE looking at this going, well, we'll put the unification match aside that we've been talking about for a month and a half. And we're going to make it even bigger by having Drew and Roman for the first time in a while on opposing sides, even if it's in a six man tag. So I'm, I'm going to, again, toss it to you, Ashley, for your thoughts and predictions. Yeah, dude, it makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, like you were saying, that you, you dedicate all this time and, and hype behind it. And I was really looking forward to the tag title unification match, not just because I want the division itself to be you know unified or whatever, and it would just make more sense, but they were really doing a good job, and they were really selling me on the story, even though it kind of came out of nowhere with, with Roman just – I guess since he, I think he said since he essentially had two titles, he wanted his cousins to have two titles. If if that, if I'm not mistaken, um, which okay, you know, makes sense. And they again were building to that, and I was digging it. And it again, it's one of those things that I was saying earlier on that you, for me personally, you kind of feel foolish for getting invested in because I was looking forward to that unification match, and then now they changed it to a six man match. Which okay, cool, but. You change it from titles being on the line and it having these huge stakes and maybe the possibility of WWE actually main eventing with a, the, a tag team championship match on a well premium live event now. Um, so it, it, And, of course, the match itself would have been phenomenal. So it was just a lot of things building up to that match. And for them to just abruptly change it, and like you said, it, we don't know if, if they've added a stipulation or anything at this point, but going into it as of right now, if they're like – literally nothing being on the line besides like you said bragging points or bragging rights like it's just kind of like it just kind of like deflates the room right like it's it's i just there's no reasoning for it either and that's what's kind of frustrating as well like i i guess it it can make sense why roman and drew once again involved which is fine and i i'm not even hating on the concept of the match it's just that why would all of a sudden management and Adam Pierce be okay with literally stripping a, a big main event title match and then replacing it with a match that has essentially no stakes, you know? It, and I think this could very easily be fixed with having it just a winner take all. And again, not even advocating that Roman obviously loses the title, especially in, in this way, like that would be absurd. But I think it's kind of a slap in the face if you don't put anything on the line at, at this point. Um, and I think the stipulation, too, should be that if Drew's team loses, that he no longer can bring the sword out to the ring and he has to be finished completely with the sword. Um, and I'm just so over the sword. <laughs> like, it just kills me. Um, so, yeah, it, my official pick, I guess I should say, um, it's kind of a toss-up, but I don't see Reigns taking a loss here soon, especially for something like this. So I'm, I'm going with, I guess, the Bloodline officially uses their name, but the Usos and Roman. But, yeah, it... I feel like they could be getting so much more out of this match. This is so many elements here. Uh, number one, the sword. Uh, yeah, It's slowly grown on me, but I'm still not a fan of it. That doesn't mean I still want it. I actually would advocate against it. Why? It's the one weapon you bring to the ring that you know you're never going to be able to actually use. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Even so the no sledgehammer point. was able to be used because there's a creative way to do it that you're not going to uh -huh. kill somebody. In this case, you have exactly a 0% chance of ever actually using it on your opponent. You can swing all you want and threaten to swing. All... It's never, ever, 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 ever going to be used. 
used, and nor should it. It's just, I understand that it's unique. No one really has ever done uh, the sword thing. So I, I get that. I get the visual. I get the symbolism. I get the meaning behind the sword with his mother. And that's all wonderful. But at the end of the day, we know as fans it's a prop. And it will only ever be used as a prop. Ever. A hundred percent chance of that. So that's I agree with that. Um, now, as far as this match goes and why they changed it, it's very rare, I got to say, because WWE does, I think, have respect for the w- goodwill of fans and they try not to undermine it. And Vince has been on record many times in the past by saying, I, you know, we don't like to advertise things we can't deliver on. And if we mm-hmm. don't ever deliver on that, we'll try to either uh, make good on it or prevent or present something bigger or better. And they have. And, and they have. And, well, at fact, least in their minds. To, yeah. In yeah. their minds, it's okay because adding Drew and Roman to the match makes it a, quote, bigger match. But you're still not giving us the titles that we were promised for six weeks about talking about this. And so I think that, again, they could still add the titles. Maybe they do that on SmackDown, and the winner of, of either um, of either team, the Usos would, would remain champion, or, or, I'm sorry, the Usos would become unified champion, or you'd have uh, RK-Bro become unified champion, even if Roman or Drew get the pinfall. So you could do it that way. They'd be essentially fighting on behalf of the team that they're on. Uh, so... They could still add it. I would I, I would say they should to add to the uh, the magnitude of this match. You're still delivering on the match, you said, but also adding Roman and Drew. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll do that. I think it's going to be a straight up. This is all about getting Roman and Drew in the ring for the first time for a program that's probably going to go through SummerSlam or beyond. This is going to be a long-standing program, guys, so buckle up. Um, and so I think that they'll probably deliver on the unification match at Hell in a Cell. I would actually like to see the Usos and RK-Bro inside a cell. Imagine what those four oh, men yeah. could do inside Hell in a Cell. So I think if they're going to deliver on it and make good on it, not only do we get that match at the next uh, live event, premium live event, but we also get it inside a cell. I, if they do that, I'd be like, okay, I don't like it. You lied to us for six weeks and tried to deliver something bigger, which I don't think it really is. And you're, but you're also going to up the ante for the next time that we actually see it, when we actually see the match we were promised. So I would accept that. Um, but long story short, who do I think is going to get the victory on this? If if nothing is on the line, it's just pride. Yeah, probably, um, probably Roman Reigns and the Usos, only because Roman Reigns is on that team and they don't want to put an L next to his name. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason. Otherwise, I'd say absolutely Drew and, and Riddle and Orton would win because Vince likes to send the crown home happy more often than not. So, um, wow, did I just pick every single heel to win this? <laughs> I think co- you did. Every single heel <laughs> wins. Wow. Uh, which I, I don't think is going to. I'm definitely wrong. That, that uh, At least probably two of the matches that tells me. But, um, yeah, so Roman and Usos. Now, really quick, who do you think is the main event? Do you think that that's the main event? Because there was talk of like maybe doing Ronda and Charlotte as the main event. But do you think it's still the six-man? Um, I actually, you know, the if they're going to send – actually, no, I didn't pick every heel because Ronda – I'm sorry, Ronda Rousey I did pick to win. I just oh, view her true. as a heel in my head. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think what will happen is – now that if the if the Usos and Reigns are gonna win, I could you could make a case that if Vince wants to send the crowd home happy, that they put Ronda Rousey Charlotte on last. Number one, it's a championship match. Number two, these are two big names. And if you're gonna have the babyface win, it's a great way to send the crowd home happy. And having Charlotte say I quit would you know make a lot of fans happy. I think 
So I think there's a good, really good case to be made for this. And you look at the fact that they didn't have any women's main events for WrestleMania. This could be a right. bit of a throw you a bone type of situation. Well, oh, well, they weren't the you know main event of WrestleMania, but Backlash, we're going to make them WrestleMania the main event. Backlash. Yeah, exactly. So see, they were they were a WrestleMania main event. Um, but there's a good case to be made for that. Very good case. I mean, Roman Reigns doesn't have to main event everything, especially if there's no titles on the line. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think I personally think that I, I wouldn't be shocked either way, but I, I'm kind of leaning more towards like we were saying the the I Quit match being the main event, and I could even see Roman the the six man tag opening the show because wow. you know I it just kind of threw. I mean, why not? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's WrestleMania backlash, keep things fresh, start the show off high. Roman's obviously you know a big star, so start the show off high and get it going. Uh, yeah, I like. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not against that. Um, not at all. I just the only reason I'd say no to that is because this is a very top-heavy card. I mean, the, and there's very, very few matches. I mean, there's uh, what six matches? Am I counting six matches? Which is not a lot. I mean, you look at WrestleMania, there's like 600. So when I look at this, yeah. it, you know, yeah. so no, I, I'm nothing against that. I mean, Roman coming out to open the show, I think it would he would actually get a babyface pop. But if you've noticed, I'm sure you have. You hear Roman's reactions have been much oh, more yeah. positively. People chanting Roman, Rome. Like mm-hmm. people are starting to turn on the Roman Reigns camp, and yeah, I don't know if that's a trend that'll continue. But uh, you know that that music is uh, it's now iconic. His entrance is 20 minutes long. You know he'll never be able yeah. to do a run-in successfully because it would be the most like unsurprising run-in of all time because it would take mm-hmm. him 20 minutes to get to the ring. Uh, but I, I think that yeah, I mean it could open the show. It, it could. Yeah, I mean, and then you'd main event with Ronda and Charlotte, but uh, cool. So one last question. Do you think the brand split's dead, given all these unifications and people coming over with no explanation? Like, the announcers don't even care anymore. No, no one's even making excuses. They're just they're just here from another brand, and you just accept it. Do you think it's yeah, dead, quietly I, dead? I don't think it's – yes and no. I don't think – like, I think if you were to ask them, they would be like, no, of course it's still alive. But I think that they're just done making excuses or trying to find reasons that to justify why someone is showing up on a different show randomly. Um, so I think no, just because they still want to be able to do, like, a draft or their, you know, their their whatever specials they do. Um and what October time frame in the year? Um, so mm-hmm. no, because they still want to get every little bit that they can out of it. And you know, I I've I have mixed feelings on the idea of of a brand split itself. I think it could have been and it has all the potential to be really beneficial. But it's it's all about what you put into it, and obviously that's a whole other topic. But yeah, no, I don't think it's. I think in a lot of ways it's obviously dead, but if you were to ask them, no, it's it's not dead. So they can always have that as a crutch. <laughs> yeah, they they want their cake and eat it too. I mean, yeah. like they, 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 I counted, it was like one week they were able to this this year stay actually true to the rules of nobody comes over. They they, they didn't even have a wild card. They didn't have a quarterly invitational. I think they just did away with it because they knew yeah. that if they did that, they'd book themselves into a corner when they just want to be able to violate. They want to say they have a brand split, but also not have a brand split. Exactly. Uh, it's just, it's the most ridiculous. Like I, I can't stand that. Like to me, brand split, if you do it right, is an, an exceptional way to build new stars. You have twice the real estate. You don't have to have the same storylines running through, which gives more opportunity for younger stars and all. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many good things that come out of it, but exactly. you also have more championships, which dilutes the value of the championships because there's more. But I mean, anyway, yeah, that's definitely a longer conversation. But anyway, uh, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. It feels like a true pre 
I want to just say pay-per-view because it's just yeah. so much better. <laughs> a, a, a true pre-pay-per-view a, a show, and I'm glad you're able to come on. But uh, before we go, of course, let everyone know not just about your social media, but your podcast that we can go and follow. Yes. Again, it was a blast. Thank you again for having me, Matt. But uh, feel free to continue to listen to me on the Kick-Ash podcast. You can find it pretty much anywhere, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. And follow me on Twitter at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S. But I'm in one qu- last question for you on a scale yeah. of one to ten. How 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 much are you looking forward to the pay-per-view or premium Just live say event pay-per-view. itself? Pay-per-view is okay. Yeah. It's a safe space yeah. here. We say yes, pay-per-view. Yes. Um, I, I, so... How much I'm looking forward to it now. Now that we've actually previewed it pretty thoroughly, I would say out of ten, given that it's a B pay per view, I'd say like a seven out of ten. Like I'm okay. like yeah. a seven. I mean, because AJ Styles and Edge really excites me, and Cody Rhodes and Seth really excite me. I mean, those two are really the ones that I'm looking forward to from like a wrestling quality and like who that who could win. There's cases to be made for both. Those are the two. What about you? I was going to say six and a half, but probably a strong seven. Hmm. So right there with you, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll have to see what happens. And, you know, hey, uh, the, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is in a month, so uh, I'll be definitely hitting you up uh, and, you know, during that time frame and I have to have you back on. Definitely. Sounds great. All right. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. So in today's crazy world, you need to be ready to defend yourself. I mean, that's just the reality of things. People are getting assaulted on the street, robbed, home invasions. So with all this spike in crime, what better way to spend your time than investing in yourself, in your safety, in your in your family's safety? That's why I'm recommending Impact Defense. ImpactDefense.online is an opportunity for you to learn how to defend yourself in multiple situations. They have a podcast, by the way, that is done weekly, and you can check it out. Uh, it's it's on ImpactDefense.online. They have training that's in person. They have online courses. You can host an event and a lot more. But this is run by Brian, and he has over 20 years in the martial arts and self-defense industry. He's a certified combatives instructor. He's certified in defensive firearms, and he has a black belt in multiple styles of martial arts. He's also joined by two ladies, Jada and Kylie. Both of them are black belts in martial arts and certified firearm instructors as well. Again, their show, their podcast releases every single Monday, a brand new episode. You can check out impactdefense.online for much more information. But guys, I can't stress enough right now. There is nothing more important than your safety. I don't know about you, but when I'm lying in bed and I hear a creak in the house, you always wonder, right? It's either a ghost <laughs> or you're thinking, oh my God, somebody broke in, right? And w- imagine the helplessness that you could feel in that moment, but let them help you overcome that fear. Let them help you protect you and your family. Go to impactdefense.online today. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.